Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Y'all can have your seat for the next few minutes. And uh, because it's so important with our night of giving that we have coming up, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, we talked about this some on Wednesday night. And I'm not going to take a lot of time if the Lord will help me. Because... uh, When the Lord dealt with us about the night of giving, it was under this, the auspices of, this is a memorial offering that we receive. We have done it for the last three years, if I'm thinking, remembering correctly, in Faith Explosion. This will be the third year. And if you remember in January of every year, we make a decision as a family our families, our families come together and we make a decision, what do we want to give in this night of giving? It's a, it's a memorial, all right? I'm making a decision at the beginning of the year, Lord, I'm going to believe you for this amount. Now, this is so important because uh, before you go to 2 Corinthians 9, go over to uh, <clears throat> the book of Acts Chapter 10. And uh, of course, this is Cornelius praying, and the angel appeared to him in verse 4, and it says, When he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Your prayers and your alms are come up for a memorial before God. Your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial before God. Giving is so much deeper than money because there are instances that what you sow, what you give, is a a time of memorial. I'm, I'm doing this and it is marking my life. This time of giving is marking my life. When you read through uh, the book of Genesis, I, I taught a series on, or uh, a couple of messages on this called The Altars of God one time. And when you read through and you look through Abraham's life, th- those altars, those times of sacrifice, those times of giving, they were not just places of worship, they were places of memorial. And every time Abraham would come back to that place, it's interesting that the Bible recounts to us what God dealt with him about in that place. And they they were not only altars of sacrifices, they were boundaries. 
He never went back past those altars. He would erect an altar and sacrifice to God. It became a memorial and he moved on. There are seasons and times in your giving that are, that are appointed times by God that when you sow and you give, it is possible for you to sow and give in that offering and your life never be the same financially. Because you're moving from this place forward. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? I remember that memorial in my life. And I've talked about uh, uh, 1998 in that little house over on... Uh, Jim and I were over the other day. We were, we were picking some things up for, for our uh, home in Olathe. And uh, he, he had went to help me uh, a little bit. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> I had to wait till Aaron and Wyatt showed up for any heavy lifting. Amen. And I, I'm blessed. Jim was blessed too. Amen. Now, I'm joking. Jim, Jim lifts with me. I mean, he's, he's, he's carried more than one couch for me. So, uh, <laughs> hallelujah. But the point is, I was over there, and we were driving over there off, you know, uh, the furniture mart over there, Nebraska Furniture Mart, not too far from right off State Avenue. Well, we lived up off 78th and State. And we were at like 103rd in state, 78th in state. And all those memories came flooding back to me. I mean, you know, uh, uh, sometimes you think about them and, and you think about when you were there. And, you know, while you were there, it wasn't that bad. But you get to think about it now, you're like, that was horrible. That was miserable, right? But there was a memorial my life in my life that night that I heard Leroy Thompson tell us in that 1998 finance convention you ought to jump up on your feet and shout out loud, I'll never be broke another day in my life. That was a memorial. Because it wasn't long after that, the Lord asked me, He said, I want you to sow your paycheck. Now, He may not ever ask you to do that. That'd be fine if He doesn't. But the point is, there were three different times that the Lord asked us to do that, and every one of those times was a memorial. Something changed. God was trying to impress on me that I'm your source. And if you sow everything to me, I'll take care of you. Now, it may not take that for everybody. It took that for me. But it was a memorial. I've never went back. From that day, my finances have increased. Amen. I know what it's like to have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. Amen. I know what it's like to stand before you and say, I have need of nothing. It wasn't always that way. When God asked me to do that, I needed everything. I was living in a roach-infested rent house. And it wasn't that the people were slumlords or anything. Pastor Michelle was working a job uh, uh, for a slumlord. And all his houses had roaches. And so she walked through roach eggs every day and brought them home. I know where people are at. I used to have to set the fogger off before we went to church on Sunday morning so it would kill all the bugs so we could enjoy our afternoon. I know what that's like. Amen. But when the Lord asked me to make that memorial, my life changed. Something changed. And when I say something, inside of me, 
Something changed. Because I built an altar to God and I said, I'm not going back from this. This is it. And so there are those seasons that God will ask you to do something. He'll ask you to, to, to go deeper on the financial level. And it may be in the night of giving. It might be before. It might be after. But the point is, is it's that memorial time. Increase cannot come into a person's life if their level of faith output doesn't increase. And faith output cannot increase if I'm never taking a bigger step of faith. Hallelujah. It requires more energy to jump up to a four-foot box than it does a two-foot box. I have to increase. It requires more stamina to run 13 miles than it does two miles. But you have to start with two miles. And you have to increase. Is that right? So for many, here's the issue. The start is tithing. Tithing is training wheels. It teaches you to depend on God. It's never the stopping point. Pastor Michelle and I were doing our budget the other day. And uh, I, I do the finances in our home. And, and uh, of course, every time we get paid, I make out the, the tithe checks. And, and I ask her, who do you want to sow your tithe to? And, and uh, 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 that's the way we do it. I'm not saying that's how you have to do it. But uh, she looked, we, we had the percentages out. And she was looking at the percentages of our tithe, and she knew that we exceeded the 10%, but she, she, she wasn't sure how much. And she goes, wow, we, we're really doing more than 10%. I said, yeah, my goal is to do more than that. Because 10% is training. Right? I, I, you know, I've heard people preach all my life. Well, you know... It's all God's. He only asked for the 10%. Then why would, if it's all God's, why would I never think about increasing? Right? Because here's what people do. They, they, they set their budget around 10% and a certain amount of offering. And not, I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying that's people that I've seen over the years. And here's what that does. It, 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 it hinders them from ever coming to a place where they make that memorial to God. I'm going to do this. Whatever it may be. Financial freedom is just on the other side of your obedience to do what God's asking you to do. Just on the other side of that. You know, one of the greatest things we can do in the natural is to teach our kids how to budget money. And teach our children early on that if you start putting a certain amount back when you're 15, 16 years of age, by the time you're 40, you'll be set. One of the greatest things we can do. But one, the, the greatest thing we can do is teach them how to make a memorial to God. Because then God will bless the budget. God will bless the giving. God will bless what they do. I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that our financial life, God blesses what we do and our plans and our budget and our investments and God blesses that because we're willing to make a memorial when He brings us to that place. Right? 
Remember what the Lord said? He said, and, and it was a shadow of where we live. He said, and he said on, a certain, on, a, on certain dates, on certain times, he said, I want all of the males of your families to appear before me. And what did he say? Don't come empty-handed. Bring an offering. Why? This is a memorial. Think about that. When you walk up here at that night of giving, and you have that, that check or that cash or that whatever you're giving, however you're giving, and you come up here and you come up here with your family, and it's in your mind that God has blessed you with this family and that the life you used to live, you could, you could possibly not be here. You could have missed the will of God for your life. But God in His mercy and God in His grace showed His grace and mercy to you and gave you the ability to find the will and the plan of God for your life. Now it's more than a check in a basket it's a memorial I'm giving in recognition of what you did for my life amen and it becomes a memorial see it's not about the money it's about what the money means to you amen and so Cornelius is praying and the angel says your prayers have been heard but also the, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. Isn't that something? He's not even saved. He hasn't heard the gospel. He's about to tell him who to go sin for so he can get saved. Oh, the mercy of God. Right? So, so whatever it is, however much it is, Maybe you're starting, you say, you say, well, you know, on that night, we have agreed and, and we're going to give $300 or we're going to give $500 or $100 or $1,000 or whatever it may be. Now, that is a memorial before God because it's a set time that God has said, I want you to enter into this giving and I want you to do something for me that's above and beyond what you normally do. Amen. Do, do you see that? And it's set on his calendar. Oh, glory be to God. And I said this. I think we, we said something along these lines in the announcements today. <clears throat> but when you walk up here with your family, and, you know, it doesn't matter if your kids are grown. If they come to church here, walk up with them. Bring your whole family up. They might be given for their own family. But bring your whole family up in recognition that, God, you did this. My children are all in church with me, and you did this. Amen. If God healed you and you come up to that, that offering container, you're coming up there with that check or that cash or however you're giving in your hand, and it's recognition that, God, you healed me. You did this for me. You protected me. You kept me. And Father, we think so much of it that we have made the decision to think about this all year and at this night of giving, we're going to make a memorial before you. And then you tell your little kids, you tell your family, we gave to God, there's a memorial before God. Our giving is a, is a place that marks our life. I've told you over and over again, I can trace my financial prosperity back to a $20 seed. Standing in church and somebody give me $20 to get an oil change on my car. 
My dad had given it to me. They were in off the road. They had come to visit us, and he gave me $20 to get an oil change on my car. And we went to church on Friday night. <clears throat> and Pastor Morton never did it before. And, and I don't know that he did it again. If, if he did, I don't remember it. But he took up two offerings that night. And he said, we're going to go home in a minute, but uh, the Lord's asking me to receive another offering. Well, I, probably, if I'm honest about it, in the first offering, the Lord dealt with me to give that money. I didn't do it. But then a second offering came up, and I knew what I needed to do, and I went and gave that money. And I had a family member there with me, and they got mad at me. I know you don't have the money, and they gave you that money for this. Now, I can't believe you gave that. Well, amen. But the Lord's told me more than once. The Lord told Brother Hagin something. He, uh, a a minister, uh, was traveling through the city where Brother Hagin was pastoring in uh, Texas around Christmas time. I think it was like 1952. And uh, this minister, he said, I was standing on the, the front of the, the church, front steps of the church, and I saw the Greyhound bus pull up, and this minister got up and got off and came over to the church and, and was talking to him, and, and Brother Hagin said, well, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're passing through, and, and the minister said, yeah, and he said, why don't you preach for me tonight? And he said, okay. And so he went over to the parsonage to get ready, and, and he went and got cleaned up, and Brother Hagin said, while the minister was preaching, the Lord said, uh, I want you to uh, uh, give him X amount of dollars and, and give so much out of your own pocket. And Brother Hagin said, I told the Lord, now, Lord, Christmas is just a week away. You know, I mean, and, and we still have to do some things and buy some gifts, and, and, and that's more, <laughs> Lord, that's more money than we've ever given. And, and you know how Brother Hagin would teach, and he'd say, I, I don't remember one thing he said. I was too busy arguing with the Lord. And he said, but finally I said, all right, Lord, all right. And he said, I, I gave in that offering. Well, what he didn't know was the minister got off of that bus because that's all the money he had. He couldn't get any further than his city. And he's trying to get home to be with his family. He don't have any money for Christmas. But when Brother Hagin and his church gave that money, the Lord enabled him not only to get home but to buy his family Christmas. Some years after that, they brought a lady to Brother Hagin's house, the parsonage, who was possessed in a horrible state, had been in a mental institution. And he prayed for her and cast the devil out of her. She was totally in her right mind. Miraculous thing. And when he did that, the Lord said to him, I could not have done that through you if you had not been obedient where that minister was concerned. See, your giving is so much more than just putting something in the offering and giving to receive and giving to be blessed physically. It has a spiritual implication. And I'm convinced that the anointing can flow in our lives and in our services the way that it does because of a willingness to be obedient where these things are concerned. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And so it becomes a memorial. Real quickly, in 2 Corinthians 9, I'm almost done. Hmm. 
And chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, remember that it's all, all about giving to the saints in Jerusalem. Paul is getting an offering together for them. And very often we, we go to verse 6. Pastor Ron Swagger in Little Rock, he calls this the house scripture. All right, because we preach from this so often. Uh, matter of fact, if you come here long enough, your Bible will just fall open to 2 Corinthians 9. But I want you to see something here. He says concerning this that he wants them to be ready for their giving. As a matter of fact, he wrote in 1 Corinthians, and he said, let every one of you set by in store the first day of the week as God has blessed him. So they were putting back for this offering. And in response to that, he says in verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. The Amplified Bible says, so that you always and under all circumstances, whatever the need, are self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support. That's the end goal. How does it occur? Through my giving into the things of God. Amen. Increase financially. I've seen this. I'm going I'm to wrap up with this. I've seen this over the years. And uh, the Lord told me one time, He said, uh, and this is what the Lord told me. Now, I'm, again, I'm, 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 I emphasize these things because I want you to understand this is what the Lord told me. He said, uh, I don't ever want you to be in your pastor's presence that you are not a blessing to him. And so I, I always try to be. I mean, whether it's, whether it's putting money in their hand or buying their dinner or whatever the case may be, uh, because that's what the Lord told me. Well, I, I, I told that story one time. I was in FBI May in Little Rock, and I told the story. And there was a gentleman that uh, still comes to the church, but when he started coming to the church, uh, he had lost everything. And matter of fact, he pulled up to the, he's a cab driver, and he pulled up to the church in his cab, and he said, I saw all those people going into that church dressed so nice and in suits and, and getting out of nice cars. What a, what a compliment for your church, right? Because people are blessed. And he said, uh, I thought, I can't go in there. Look at how I'm dressed. I'm driving a cab. And he said, I, I pulled off down the road. And, you, and when you get on Markham there, you can go down. There's a, like a Coles uh, store down the road a little ways. And he said, I got down there, and the, and the Holy Spirit said, pull over. And he said, I pulled over in that parking lot. And he said, that's where I told you to go, and I get back there. And he said, I came back. And I was so proud of my church, because just as proud as, as I am of this church. And he said, he said, I got there, and I got out, and, and uh, I was here preaching. He came when Pastor Michelle was there. And he said, I went up to the greeter, and I said, uh, or there was a lady going in is what it was. And uh, he said, uh, uh, basically this, he said, uh, uh, will y'all accept people like me? 
And she said, oh, come on in, my goodness, and brought him in and, 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 and showed him around to people and, 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 and whatnot. And the first Wednesday night that I was back, he was in service. I'd never met him. And the Holy Spirit told me while I was preaching, said, go up to him and tell him, I am your pastor. And so I did. Well, that, that of course, was the connection. But I was telling this story in FBI May of what the Lord had told me. And I've watched this. This man took this to heart. And he made the decision that he was going to do the same thing. Now, the Lord spoke to him. That's what I want to emphasize. And so there's not a service that I see him that he don't put something in my hand. Usually the same denomination. But I've watched something. I've watched something. When he started coming to church, he was sleeping in his cab. And when he needed to have clean clothes, he would go to Walmart and buy some cheap clothes and just change till he needed some more. Hallelujah. He just moved into a house that we used to live in. Driving an almost new truck. And last time I saw him in church, he was in a three-piece suit. Amen. Uh, he, he got a call from a man one time. They sent him on a call to an older man. And this man said, uh, I need you to take me to the bank. And so he said, he took, I took him to the bank. And he said, uh, on the way back, he said, uh, the man asked me, can you stop me at Papa Top? Well, Papa Top's a liquor store. And he said, you know, I'm not, I can't tell the man what to do. I said, oh, if that's what you want to do. And he said, well, if you'll take me by there, there's $100 in it for you. So he took him by, and, and the man gave him $100, and then he took him home. He said, can you come in? He said, I don't usually go in to people's houses, but I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to go in. And he said, I went in, and the man said, uh, uh, I would like you to be my driver. And he said, when I need to go to the bank and I need to go places, I would like to have you do it. He said, okay. And he said, uh, and I will, I will uh, 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 give you a certain amount of money for it. And he said, okay, well, uh, how much is that? And, and the man said, well, to do all this on this week, would $1,000 be enough? And he said, yeah, I think that would be sufficient. And the man sat down at the table and wrote out a contract and said, I will pay you X amount of dollars every month to take me to these places. Amen. God has restored to him everything that he lost. Because he was willing to be obedient financially. He was willing to be obedient financially. Now, ever how much he sows into my life personally or whatever, I could add it up because I know what he gives. But when I add it up and then I look at what God's done for him, it pales in comparison. I can see the seed being multiplied. Don't miss out on those memorials. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to give tonight. If you would like to sow, there certainly is an envelope there in front of you. You can also text to give, FBIC plus amount to 28950, FBICEAV. Don't worry, we're not going to preach after this. 
I know you're not worried, but I know you'd probably like to hear me preach for another hour, but now I'm joking. You, you, you got to understand when the Holy Spirit's ministered already. Hallelujah. And then, of course, follow the prompts. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we want to prepare to give tonight. Hallelujah. I think, Dave, you told me we have our 10 benefits. Let's put them on the screen. 10 benefits. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just not going to move away from those. Praise the Lord. I was talking to Anthony and Tanya tonight. And, you know, we got a lot of plans for our children's ministry. And uh, what it's going to necessitate is a bigger building. So you got to have more space. Because we need to expand. Amen. This is our year. The Lord said to me about 2021, He said, uh, there will be properties acquired by churches at little to no expense because there's going to be churches that let them go very cheap because they don't need to have service anymore. I'm, I'm not hoping that anybody loses their church. I'm, I'm just saying that, that that is what God's setting us up for. I will be pastoring this church 22 full-time years this year. And if I can say this without sounding cliche, I am more fired up now than I've ever been and more determined now than I've ever been. And I will still put you on my back and take you where we're going. <laughs> Amen. Because we're getting there. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll stand on your feet, everyone. Let's go over our 10 benefits, shall we? You ready? Because I am in Christ, I receive supernatural increase and promotion. Restoration of all the enemy has stolen. Honor in the midst of adversaries. Increased assets, especially real estate. Greater victories in the midst of greater odds or impossibilities. Recognition even when I seem to be the least likely to receive it. Prominence and preferential treatment. Petitions granted even by ungodly civil authority. Policies, rules, regulations, laws changed to my advantage. Battles won that I won't have to fight because God fights for me. As I tithe and give offering, I am believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. Ha ha! Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills decrease, bills paid off, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for supplying all my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I remember, and I'll say this, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave. We'll be done. Yeah, we, we need to be done. And, and every time I, I look over here and I see Jill, 
two things. I, I think of her dad because she looks so much like her dad. And I just love her dad with all my heart. He's one of my best friends, has been for many years. And, uh, but I remember Tony and, and uh, 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 his brother-in-law and mom, and, and then they opened the shop down there that they had for years, executive performance. And uh, uh, there for a while, uh, after a, a period of time, I detailed cars out of that shop. I wanted to have a little side business and, and didn't do it for a long time because I got too busy with the church. But uh, the point is, is uh, uh, I used to just go down there and hang out. My Friday was my day off. And uh, in any event, I used to tell people that the blessing of God follows my life. And if I come on your business, it's going to start getting blessed. And I remember one Friday I walked in there and, and, and I was talking. And, and this was a time when, when they just started the business. So they needed business to increase. They needed the phone to ring. And I walked in and I said, well, what's going on, guys? And we, we were talking. I always brought Starbucks for everybody. And, I, I, you know, I said, what's going on? And, and well, it's, it's, it's not very busy. God is my witness. God is my witness. I was, I was there about 30 minutes and that phone started ringing. And, and it just kept ringing and kept ringing and kept ringing and kept ringing. And people started bringing their business in. And, and it was just, it was amazing. And people say, is that because you were there? I believe that. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, it said, when you get, and, and this is what it was referencing. It said, when you get your dough, take the first part of that to the prophet, Right? And he'll bless the rest of it. And your kneading trough and everything in your home will be blessed. You understand? It's not me, it's the principle. Well, it is me, but you understand it's the principle. It's the principle. It's the principle. Hallelujah. That, that when you make that memorial to God and you say, I'm going to do this consistently, then here's what God does. What you do consistently, He answers consistently. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Praise the Lord. I believe God. Well, stand up, would you? Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. We have danced in the river and jumped in the river. We have moved to the left and moved to the right. <laughs> and there's an open heaven being poured out. And we're not going to be denied. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, don't forget, make your plans now. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Faith exposure. And Friday night, we'll be talking and teaching on what the Lord, preaching probably on what the Lord said to us about 2021. Saturday, we're going to, is the course of our night, our night of giving. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Pastor and Miss Jeannie will be with us. And we're excited about what they're going to say and what they're going to minister to us. Now, Sunday night will be at 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. Sunday night, all right? Because uh, 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 there are restrictions as to how many hours uh, the pilot can can be available, and they have to be back in Little Rock at a certain period of time. And so 5 o'clock, just like last year, so 5 o'clock. So, you know, if you need to hang out at church, we'll let you hang out at church. Just don't take your shoes off. Amen. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why we don't have pews. Amen. <laughs> Some of y'all got it. Eh? The, the, the rest of y'all, the Holy Spirit will help you on the way home. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God's so good to us. Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So bring somebody with you this weekend. Uh, be here, make an effort. Amen. I'm bringing somebody. I'm bringing them all the way from Little Rock. They're riding up with me. So, amen. I'm a fisher of men. Oh, well, we already caught him, but he's just eh, flopping around and coming anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I just like being with y'all. I don't want to close. Amen. God's good to us. Amen. Well, come on, say it with me tonight, would you? The vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. You and I will always be world changers. God bless you.